superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Over here. Have you guys played tennis before? This is the Rich Eisen Show. That's what we say, a 24-hour period? 72-hour period? Okay. About three weeks. We're, we're it was a couple days. Yeah. I could get at least one point off of Alcaraz. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Alcaraz, <laughs> one point. No chance. <laughs> The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show, NFL Network analyst Maurice Jones-Drew. Coming up, Fox Sports College football analyst Bruce Feldman. Quarterback consultant Jordan Palmer. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air, and our phone lines are lit. We're going to take our phone calls in just a moment. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We just had uh, our, our Thanksgiving food hot take segment. Um, where Chris Brockman says um, the empty calories that is stuffing, not worth it. Mike Del Tufo uh, cut cranberry from the Tell team. Me, go right to the locker room. And TJ Jefferson and I all had similar takes. You said sweet potato pie is better than pumpkin pie, and then I just saw that and raised it by saying pumpkin pie is trash. <laughs> uh, longtime producer of this program and current producer of What the Football, which, by the way, has Steve Mariucci talking, John Madden telling John Madden turducken stories. With Amy and Susie. Um, and we'll play that later uh, on the show. Uh, Don just, uh, he's also our, uh, he, well, we'll explain in a second. Uh, he's had the hottest take. Uh, Turkey is a trash holiday protein, is what he said. <laughs> Six words that uh, don't compute. Unbelievable. And uh, I think, Chris, you as the commissioner of our fantasy f- basketball league should take away Jokic? remove his trophy. No, remove oh, his oh, championship oh, 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 oh. entirely. Like the bat, like you should... Maybe I'll suspend Jokic you for should the week. Remove, no, you should remove. <laughs> you should remove his banners, like the NCAA does to people. You <laughs> vacate. You should vacate. I gotta get us a Turkey. trophy. I gotta get us. A yeah, trophy. you guys Turkey a is trophy. a trash holiday Probably. protein. That's crazy. Okay, You're, you just haven't had a good turkey then. Exactly. I agree. Eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial. Joe in Jamestown, New York, just dialed in. What's up, Joe? He's up. You there, Joe? Uh oh. Yeah, Jim, actually. Oh, Jim, sorry, Jim. What's up? I. <laughs> okay, what's up, Jim? That's okay. I love you guys. I love your show. I've been watching it since I found it on the Roku channel. boy. And I watch it all whenever I have a chance during the day. If I can't watch it live. Thank you, sir. I wanted to call in, and uh, I agree with TJ about stuffing because we have cornbread dressing. I've, I grew up in Texas, and we've always had cornbread dressing. Yes, and I make my own sweet potato pie, and I'm really upset with people that make sweet potato pie, but they use pumpkin pie spices. Mm. So, oh. hey, I want my sweet potato pie to taste like sweet potatoes, not like pumpkin pie. You get it, Jim. You get it. Jim understands. Jim's, Jim understands. Jim's one of my people. Now, what obviously. do you think about my take, though, that pumpkin pie is trash, just total trash? No, not now. I wouldn't quite agree with that. Okay. It, I, if I really have to have some, I'll have some. So it's not total trash. Okay. Thank you very much, Jim. No, I got one other, wait, I got one other thing to say. Yes, sir. 
Cowboys still haven't beaten anybody this year. Oh, no, don't do you. Jim. TJ was so uh. pleased with you, Jim. <laughs> hey, I've been a Cowboys fan. I've been a Cowboys fan. I was born in 59. Okay. So I've been a Cowboys fan forever. Yeah. Okay. Well, you got me beat. Year, they still haven't beaten anybody. Uh, I mean, I mean, you beat who's on the schedule, Jim. You know what I'm saying? Like, thanks for the call, Jim. Appreciate it. I mean, come on. You know, you, you're saying the Jets are nobodies? I don't know. They beat the Chargers in in Los Angeles when the Chargers were just, you know, you know, had, were the twinkle in the AFC playoff eye. You know, they 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 you know, again, that's why we Daniel Jones and Zach Wilson, 70 to 10 combined score to start the season. And then they they take Mac Jones and. You got two tournament to pumpkin pie. Big four. TJ, really don't big don't buy games. into this. I'm with you guys. We need to talk to you seriously about the Cowboys <laughs> as Super Bowl contenders. It's all coming together. You want to talk what MJD was just saying? Best offense What's and wide What's receiver his gambit here? trios. What's his plug? I'm looking at the Dallas Cowboys. America's team. They're back. The curse is over, Jimmy. Jerry, kumbaya. Yes, that's right. What are you smoking, bro? Give me some. I'm trying, but I'm trying to. What's your gambit here? You're just trying to get him riled up, or I'm trying to, I'm trying to hype up America's team. You guys need to believe. Well, we don't need hyped up. I don't want nobody believing. Guys, America's team right plays Thursday and Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Bruce Feldman joining us oh, shortly. Oh. I don't know about that. Can I play music now, please? Okay. <laughs> Watch him. <laughs> Just saying, <laughs> Cowboys. Uh, I'm a believer, TJ. Uh-huh. Oh, well, yeah. Let's okay, go yeah, to yeah. Uh, Robert in Sparta, Wisconsin. Sparta. 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 Yeah. When the movie came out, it was pretty big for us. Uh, <laughs> What's up, man? What's up, Robert? All right. Well, I wanted to, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, before I drop any hot take that I might have, say... Uh, Thank you to TJ oh. for the fantasy advice all year. Hey, hope I hope it worked for you. He's got some at the end oh, of the I'm, show today. I'm doing very well in the league right now, thanks okay. to my ability to scrounge the waiver wire. Okay, yeah, that's very scrounge. important. That's the most important However, thing to do. I need to apologize to Rich because I can't help build the the podcast empire. There's nine other people that I just can't tell them where I'm getting my tips from. Okay. <laughs> okay. So. I wanted to know how I can make it up to you. Should it be a, a merchandise purchase, uh, an extra donation to St. Jude? I'll, I'll, we... I'll take that. Sure. That, we'll do that. But, but it's better than a merchandise purchase. Or just, you know, tell tell your friends about the show. You just don't have to tell them, you know, we make you smarter, <laughs> Robert. Well, yeah, better. but I mean, I can't help but notice things that, you know, TJ's tips are so good. They'll they'll have to notice what's going on. Mm. Maybe, maybe after the league ends this year. There you go. Yeah. See, I mean, just it, another yeah. month. Hang on. Hang on tight. Another Plus, month. If you're just throwing money around, you know, I this can guy. send my cash out. Oh my Get out That's of here. That's so silly. Oh, but the hottest Thanksgiving take? <laughs> yeah. My mom's food is better than yours. Oh, hey. right. Well done, Robert. Hold on, Robert. Well done. Good call. Rack him. Yeah. Rack him. Rack him. If we had a rack, yeah. we would rack him. <laughs> Where is the rack? Uh, I think it's, it's just warehouse. a term. Okay. You know what the rack is? What? It's when you got beheaded. Whoa. How do you guys not know? No, it's not. That's a guillotine. They called it the rack, too. 
No, the rack is when you're when you're the rack is when like I can't believe we're talking about medieval torture. Brave Braveheart. Dude. The rack is when you're, yeah, you, you sh- and, 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 they, and, they, and then they extend the you, and they extend you, yes. and then you're, yeah, right. the rack. It's part of, that's like Braveheart. I actually think the rack is simpler. It refers to like a rotary phone where you would just like hang it up. That's oh, is that what you rack? That's kind of what I think. I don't it's know. It's a torture device. I mean, what are we doing? Here's the problem is that, you know. The rack is Lex Luger's finishing move. Today. That's, I mean, come that's on. a human There's one rack, person we could ask, and I don't know if he's talking <laughs> to us. Who's that? Okay. Eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let us do it. And when I say us, I mean me. And you guys, give me crap. It's now time for yet another Rich Eisen Power Rankings. Power Rankings. Power Rankings. Power Rankings. Let's do it. Let's do it. Go. I'll be straight up with you. Go. There's not a lot of drama in these oh. power rankings. <laughs> because last week's power ranking of the 10 teams, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 of them won, which shows you I know what I'm talking about. You understand? <laughs> is that what it that's is? That's proof. Oh, that... If I say these are teams Worthy of the top 10. And I'm fortunate enough to not have them play against each other and they all win against opponents that aren't in the top 10. It makes me right. You understand? Now then, that's the preamble to say not a lot's changed. Okay. okay. However, new team on the list. I've, 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 I've been resistant I've been resistant, but no more. The Cleveland Browns are on the list. You just made the list. They did. <laughs> DTR. They have seven wins. I hope they're on the list. I believe in you. They should have been on the list. <laughs> uh, excuse me. There's a lot of seven-win teams. <laughs> DTR, I believe in you. This defense. Boy, do I believe in that part of the unit. And I mentioned earlier this week, hey, Kevin Stefanski for Coach of the Year, we got to get we got to get talking about that. He should be in a lot of conversations. The Cleveland Browns this week are at Denver. Talk about a great game for playoff contention and a lot of jockeying and wild card playoff positioning and maybe tiebreakers. That's number 10 on the list. The Cleveland Browns are in my power rankings. Number 9, no change. They were 9 before. They're 9 again. Jacksonville Jaguars. They're number nine. Too low. Nope. Because the team that's already beaten them and can sweep them is right above them. No change. Day one, no change. Houston Texans. They're number eight on the list. Hmm. Taking on Jacksonville. Can't wait to see it. CJ Stroud, baby. Here we go. Enjoy that Sunday victory if you get it. They played them because in week three. Because you'll I be just, licking your wounds uh, from the Saturday game before it. Don't love it. Number seven. Day one. No change. The Miami Dolphins are sitting there at seven. No change. Yep. They're going to win again this week, too. Tim Boyle. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. By the way. What if Boyle does it? How about this one? Oh, okay. <laughs> um... 
<laughs> How about this? Did you know that Tua did not play against the Jets last year? It was Skylar Thompson in both of the games between the Dolphins really? and the Jets. Yeah, the Jets got the Dolphins after Tua got knocked out and concussed against, against the Bengals. Cincinnati, and then the yeah. last game of the year after he got knocked out and concussed against the Packers. Wow. This is Tua's first start in three years against the Jets. Or two seasons. Three seasons, two years, whatever. There's seven. Number six. This team won. No change. Ravens sitting there at six. I think they're going to win on Sunday night. They're the one seed in the AFC. How are it. they six? Because if they take on the five seed Detroit Lions, I think the Lions beat them. Oh, you're nuts. The Lions, they win. No change. You're the nuts. five seed is still the Detroit Lions in my power rankings. Fine. Call me nuts. Nuts. Okay. <laughs> Number four. Day one. No change. The Dallas Cowboys. They're four. Woo. Yes. They are fourth on the list. So, as I'm telling you, I don't know how to drama. I could go in and uh, listen. I think the Cowboys do beat the Lions if they played each other right now. That's why I'm. That's how I'm ranking. There's a method here. But the Cowboys beat the Ravens. Um, I think they could. Yeah, could. Right. Our defense is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I do. Okay. But we'll see what happens. You know, over the next couple weeks. All right. But for the moment, oh yeah, leave me alone. This is Rich's list. Now we got to change. Down one spot. Uh Oh. Because they lost Monday Night Football. Chiefs. And I'm not dropping them further than three. They can't score in the second half. Excuse me. I know that. I talked about it yesterday. We even had a nifty graphic about it. They should be six. No, they shouldn't. Because they had this game. They did lose it. But it was so damn close. It's a razor's edge. And by the end of the season, the Kansas City Chiefs will have 12 or 13 wins. And we'll be talking about this hiccup. One more time, potentially, if we see this as a Super Bowl rematch. Instead of a Super Bowl rematch in the regular season, an actual rematch in the Super Bowl. Number two, up one spot. San Francisco 49ers are really good. They're outstanding. They are better than most. And I can't wait to see them against the number one team on my power rankings in a couple of weeks' time. The Eagles went into Monday Night Football. They were the one seed in my power rankings. They beat the Kansas City Chiefs. The top of my power rankings stays like a before. Like the rent in Godfather Part 2. So, there's my power rankings. Not a lot of changes. Not a lot of changes. Bengals out, Browns in. Bengals are going to have to work really hard to get back in. You get a real opportunity to shake things up this week. That's right. And you punted. I didn't punt. How did I punt? Not eight teams win. They won. Eight of the ten won. What are you talking about? You punted. I didn't punt at all. I didn't punt at all. And by the way, if I punted, I coughed and cornered it. I nailed it right on the one foot line. Eight teams won. What am I going to do? Swap it around after they won? And so you could say, well, they won. How are they? How do they drop two? They won. Whatever. Not, not as impressive in the win. Oh God, that's your power rankings. <laughs> Mine or that? Eat it. Stays like a buffalo. Hey, well done. <laughs> Wait, wow. So where did that come from? Wow. There's no you, way you pay attention. <laughs> did, did you have that as a drop? No, no, no. I, I oh, got you? it. I found that. Okay. I found it quick. Wow. Somebody has it perfect. Stays like a buffalo. Stunned.
I- I'm a stunned. Well like Durant. I know. Uh, I was about to look up see if it was because college basketball was at halftime. <laughs> there you go. Durant stays like a buffalo. Just for you, double. Thank you. Wow. Let's take a break. Wait, didn't he actually have to drop the rent though once he got the look from uh, Don Vito? He oh, yes. And then, yeah. He dropped and then, it, right? Yes. Then he dropped it. Yeah. <laughs> I won't succumb to such pressure. That's my power rankings. Live with it. Rich, I got, Rich, I'm okay before. Adam on Twitter says anyone who hates pumpkin pie should seek mental health. Okay. So. Great. Yeah, well, Dr. Awesome. Melfi needs to come check us out. Very good. <laughs> or go to prison. He did a slash. Wow, really? Yeah. Well, yeah. That's, that's that I think is a little harsh. A little aggressive. You know I mean? Prison. Get out of here. <laughs> All right. Some prison food's probably better than pumpkin pie. Oh, oh, Take that, Adam. I'm in the mood. I'm in the mood. I'm in the mood. My hot take stands like a before. Wow. All right. Bruce Feldman, we come back here on the Rich Eisen Show. <laughs> Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Right here on the Rich Eisen Show, sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger, with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Normally he's here in person, but it being Thanksgiving week, he is zooming in from the Athletic and Fox Sports in his weekly Wednesday appearance. The man known by the NCAA as Uncle B. <laughs> Bruce Feldman here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Uncle B? You good? I'm, I'm doing well. I have a question for you. Okay. I actually have a question for the people in the studio. With you. Yes, sir. <laughs> Who do we think wins a 40 race, Barkley or Rich? Barkley Briggs oh. of Davidson football oh, or beat, me. Beats Rich by like a second, probably. I, I think he I think he wins, Bruce, and, and he's invited. This is, is this the greatest farewell to college announcement you've ever seen, Bruce? This kid? It might be. It, it, look, I'm guessing Barkley Briggs will have a future in some form of media or entertainment because he's clearly got a good sense of humor about himself he's and like, yeah. there'll be a place for him. Yeah. Maybe he'll provide the, the, the motor for bussing with the boys. Maybe he'll do that. <laughs> I actually thought it was Jason Kelsey at first. I like an Jesus. old like, Cincinnati photo. <laughs> All right, let's jump into it, Bruce. Uh, why haven't we heard anything uh, on the, uh, the Michigan ticket scandal for like five days? Are we done hearing information? Is everybody like zipping it because there's a game coming up? Why are we hearing anything? I think so look, I think everybody want everybody got their pound of flesh. Jim Harbaugh is not going to be coaching in this game, and Tony Petiti and the Big Ten have moved on for the time being. And now we're going to have the game, and it's going to be nasty, right? Can't wait to get to Ann Arbor. 
tomorrow. My uh, tomorrow, tomorrow's Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. I'm there tomorrow. Um, you know, there's been so much buildup, and now we actually have it. Right now, Sharon Moore is going to be coaching Michigan, not not Jim Harbaugh. But right now, Jim Harbaugh is coaching them at least until till game day. And I think you, all the all the other stuff that's around the game is still going to be around the game. But for now, you know, we're going to find out is Michigan actually better than them. So again, you know, you're saying everybody's gotten their pound of flesh, so there's nothing left to leak. You know what I mean? I, I'm being serious here, and I know that that sounds like uh, you know, well, I, I'm grinding an axe here, but stuff, but uh, there's you know. a lot of stuff that people still want to know. Certainly, I mean, I think on the Michigan side, they want to know, you know, where did this investigative, you know, firm show up from? Who tipped them off? I think we all, I think we all want to know also, not just did did who at Michigan else might have known about what was going on. There's a lot more detail stuff that the NCA is, is certainly going to be digging into. But for now, I don't, in terms of the, the back and forth courtroom drama, I think that has been on the shelf at least, right? You know, once, once Michigan decided, Hey, um, we're good. We're going to, we'll accept the suspension from the big 10 and the big 10 is going to, going to let the NCA handle the rest of it for this point forward. Um, I think that's what the, the big 10 coaches I think we're pushing for, you know, I'm sure the ones who had to play Jim Harbaugh on Saturday, as opposed to, you know, the way the suspensions worked, I think those people probably aren't thrilled. And certainly it's not like there's going to be a lot of people who are going to say, look, for two years, this we felt was against the rules, the spirit of the rules. And that those outcomes are real. You can't on, you know, you can't change those. But at this point, what else can you do going forward? So what's the um, what's your two cents on the actual game? Since we're we're arriving there and the drip 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 has stopped, and you know leakers are zipping their lips, or there's nothing else to report. What do you got for me now that now toe's about to meet ball on Saturday? Bruce? Yeah, I, I still think that the that everybody who's on the Michigan sideline is convinced that they are the tougher, more physical team than their arch rival. I know it. I know that's what they think because I, you know, was behind the bench when they were when Mike Sander still and and Barrett were rallying their their teammates. They're convinced and they feel like they have they have their own video evidence. They saw it last year, like in the second half of that game. Now it's on Ohio State to have to be more ready and to you know look. They're really talented. They have Travion Henderson back. He wasn't healthy in midseason. He sure looked healthy last week against Minnesota. Kyle McCord is a really young quarterback who's been in some tough spots this season, but this is going to be a different animal going into that snake pit that Ann Arbor is going to be, you know, after all this, especially against a really talented defense with a with probably a better defensive line than what Michigan had last year. So, you know, JJ McCarthy looked didn't look to be at his best last week, you know, maybe Maryland was a trap game, you know, it was back-to-back road games. It was all the drama around Jim Harbaugh, whether he's going to be there or not and all the stuff, you know, now the JJ McCarthy to me ha- it has a significant advantage at quarterback last year. I wouldn't have said that because you had CJ Stroud there. Now you have a guy in McCord who's making his first start in this game now, he definitely has great receivers and really good skill talent. I don't know if his offensive line, though, is – I don't think it's as good as the one they had last year with a couple of NFL offensive tackles, um, and it was just a more seasoned group. 
this group has had some good moments and it's had some not so good moments. But to me, that's where, that I think is where the game is. It's really is, you know, Michigan's offensive line, which has been so good, you know, was a little banged up last week. But we're going to see, does Michigan's offense, is Michigan in the trenches dominate this game or does Ohio State hold its own? And if it does, then I definitely think Ohio State has the skill guys to win this game. Well, yeah. And so that, you know, from my seat, my concern, Bruce, is the Michigan run game this year has not been it's forte. It really has not been, um, you know, uh, Corum scores from the five yard end, right from the five yard line in. He's been money there. But, you know, between the 20s, it's been a it's been a bit of a struggle to get a run game going. And the, you know, outside of the obvious of trying to contain Marvin Harrison, Jr., the the concern I have is is McCarthy, who hasn't looked himself the last two weeks. I'm wondering if he's hurt. Is that why Sharon Moore called, you know, a zillion straight run plays in Penn State? Um, and he he did not look himself in Maryland at all. And and if there's anybody who misses Harbaugh in game, it would have to be McCarthy. His spirit animal is not on the sideline, right? So that, that's, that's, that's my concern. Yeah, and I think it's a valid concern. Now, look, the first I was in at that Penn State game, Michigan's right tackle was in for a long day. Penn State has super edgy edge rushers, super twitchy guys. Mm-hmm. Chop Robinson, most notable among them. They are different. You know, Ohio State has really good defensive linemen too, especially on the outside. They're different though. They're bigger guys. They're still really athletic, but they're not Chop Robinson, and that was a big problem for uh, Michigan's right tackles in the first quarter. And at that point, Sharon Moore just said, "Hey, we're just going to." we're just going to bully this team and they pretty much were able to do it. And for everything, you know, our Joel Klatt had said, you know, during the broadcast, JJ McCarthy was the one leading the bandwagon on, Hey, let's just, let's just lean on them. Now in later in that game, he did look hobble. He did look hobbled uh, with his leg and he didn't look hundred percent last week, you know, going into that game though, it was interesting because you talked to coaches in the Big Ten and they were like, J.J. wasn't running as much before. And they were like, OK, are they pre- they trying to preserve him from from get from you know steering clear of the risk of injury, knowing we have that if we need it? Now, I don't know if he's you know, if his wheels are 100 percent like they were, we think, going into the Penn State game. He didn't look at coming out of it. So I think they're going to need that, though, because. He is a playmaker, and they do have a they do have some really good weapons outside. I think this is a group that is better than what they had coming in to this game last year. But the the run game has been a little muted, and we all know that they are going to be challenged at offensive line. That's the that's the group that has to win it for for Michigan. Because if not, if it gets into a game where it's where it's like our Marvin Harris, you know, like Ohio State's receivers just better than them. Abuka's really good. Their tight end is really good, Kate Stover. And obviously they have the best receiver in college football, Marvin Harrison Jr. As good as Ohio, as good as Michigan's secondary is, I don't think they're going to be able to to completely shut that group down. Ohio State's just too explosive. And that's not even talking about what Travion gives them. Bruce Feldman here from The Athletic and Fox Sports, uh, heading to Ann Arbor uh, later this week for the big game on Fox, big noon game on Fox on Saturday right here on the Rich Eisen show the college football playoff committee um, spat out uh, a different quartet is it just as simple that Jordan Travis is gone from Florida State and that's why they're no longer 
uh, four, and it's Washington in there, Bruce. I think it has a, you know, they'll say, Boo Corgan, the, the committee chair, will say that it's some of the the resume stuff where it balances out now that there's more results. Ultimately, I think that is the thing that has got to be your biggest concern if you're a Florida State fan. You know, Tate Rodemaker did lead them to a comeback win when Travis got hurt last year against Louisville. Um, you know, by all accounts, people people have a lot of confidence in him. But he's not the guy that was led one of the more prolific offenses in the country. They still have all the skill guys. I think they're still really talented. Florida's banged up. Florida's not with their starting quarterback this week um, in that rivalry game. But then Louisville is a really good team. They've had a really good year. I think Jeff Brom's done a terrific job in year one there. If you look at Florida State, uh, you know, if they get through Louisville and they get through Florida, I don't know how you, without their starting quarterback, how the committee could could put them in a precarious position where it's still not good enough. Remember, they smashed LSU in the opener. It wasn't even close. Mm-hmm. You know, at one point, I think they outscored them 31 to nothing. It's it's I get it. It's not their fault that the ACC is is very shaky outside of them, but they've won all their games. They they scheduled a, a legit SEC opponent, and it wasn't close. So I think if you're Florida State, backup quarterback or not, you keep winning, you're going to have a place in the playoff, but it probably will be number four. So how does the, I guess, Pac-12 championship game, or, or how does it affect anything, right? Big 10 championship game, it, it, it does just kind of feel like this is the moment, right? This this weekend is is the results oriented, or Alabama beating Georgia would that shake anything up? Like, that give would, me give me the give me the seismic moments here over the next uh, ten days, Bruce. Well, we're probably not going to get everybody to be undefeated that's still undefeated, right. right? I mean, so you so start with the Pac-12. Now, let's say Washington gets through the Apple Cup, Oregon gets through against a good Oregon State team. Yeah, then does you know can Oregon avenge that defeat? If they can't. And you're Washington. You've beat Oregon twice. You have some other good wins. That's There's it. no way you're getting left out, right? right? Yeah. Um, then you're going. Let's just assume that the winner of Ohio State, Michigan, is not going to stumble in the Big Ten title game. So that's another one. That's two. Uh, then you're looking at if Georgia holds serve, they're definitely they're going to be the number one seed. But if Alabama knocks them off. You would have a one-loss Alabama team with the best win of the season beating Georgia in the SEC title game. But they do have a head-to-head loss, at home no less, against Texas, and Texas handily beat them. Texas is in a much worse conference, at least for the time being, because they're not in the SEC yet. Right. But again, Texas does have a loss against Oklahoma, who if if at best Oklahoma will be a three-loss team if Texas gets to play them in the conference championship. It's not great. Like if you're Texas, you know, it's, it's weird to think it, but you, you gotta, you, you're in a really tricky spot there because you're not going to overtake Georgia with one loss. Absolutely. But I think there's not going to be an sec champ. If it's a one loss team, that's getting left out. I just can't fathom that. It's just not what the committee does. And again, I think beating Georgia would carry so much weight. But then all of a sudden here, like we're laying it out. If, if, and it's a big if, hmm. if you have an undefeated Pac-12 champ, if you have an undefeated uh, Big Ten champ, that's two. You know, if, if somehow Florida State makes it through, that's three. Then something is, you know, it's like it's the musical chairs game. Somebody's going to get left out that that people are going to be incredulous about. 
What's your uh, opinion of the way Caleb Williams has finished up his season in USC and the, the conversation in college football about that, Bruce? You know, I think he's a remarkable talent. I think that program was sputtering all year, and a lot of it was blamed on the defense, and I think that was only a part of the problem. Um, they fell apart down the stretch. And, you know, one of the things I'll, I'll – one of the lasting memories I think I'll have of this season is after the game – couple of weeks ago Caleb jumps in the you know in the stands and is in his mom's arms and she's covering his face you can see his body is shaking mm -hmm. and he appears to be sobbing and, and for all you know as great as he is as a talent and he won a Heisman and he's got a lot of NIL and a lot of other things he's still a college kid and you saw that and you know, for there's there's a lot of stuff that gets attention. I know one of your colleagues had tweeted about how, you know, he wasn't coming to, you know, he turned down some media availability after games and everything like that. that and people can read into all that stuff however they want to read into it. But, you know, at the same time, I just feel like this was a program that was was falling apart this year. And he was the face of it. And you know, maybe five years ago before NIL, we'd look at it differently. You know, it's like people feel like people are a lot less forgiving with this because they're like, oh, he's making a lot of money or he's doing commercials. And, you know, I, I don't think I wouldn't knock him if I was an NFL team because he didn't come to a press. I didn't decide he didn't want to come to a press conference. Yeah, right. exactly. It's like I, I feel like that stuff now gets way overblown in social media. Um, the thing I would be concerned about a little bit if I was an NFL team would be like, okay, has he picked up some bad habits and just trying to play Superman on every play, you know, and if you can sit there and watch with him and say, okay, um, you know what, we still think he's incredibly talented and we think he's really bright and we think all the things that I, from the people I know there feel about him, I think he's still going to be the first pick. People can talk themselves out of it. It's not to say Drake May is not super talented because I think he is too, but I just think with Caleb, he became a, um, you know, kind of a, a target because for all sorts of reasons, I just think people, you know, people were on Lincoln Riley's back almost from the time he left OU for the way he left it. And it's only grown. And I think there's a part of this USC team, which feels, you know, more, more um, substance than style. And I think that's unfortunate for Caleb that, you know, he's the face of it. But I, I, you know, to me, I still think he's the guy who, if I was an NFL team, that would be the first pick of the draft. No doubt. I mean, I, as I said on yesterday's show, talking about it, uh, Bruce, that any general manager that decides to not choose him because of these last two games and his comportment being questioned, uh, if they pass up on him every single time Caleb will, wins and that general manager's team loses, he should be forced to have a press conference to talk about this very moment. I mean, that's it's it's nuts to me. Uh, before I let you go, um, the uh, our friends at Yahoo talking about new revenue models being discussed by the higher ups in the NCAA world about the future of college athletics and needing to revenue share with players. Um, Kevin White quoted as saying that the conversations being had uh, are quote-unquote nuclear and how power schools might just leave the construct of current ath college football athletics and do their own thing. 
What do you think about that, Bruce? What do you think? Yeah, well, shocking. I mean, I, I've talked to people in the sport, coaches especially, who are like, you know, the NCAA model doesn't serve us well. It's outdated and all these other things. And revenue sharing from the coach, some of the coaches I've talked to feel like that would be a good part of it. Um, I think we are headed to that. Yeah. I think it's um, I think it's probably in the best interest of major college football as it is to break away from the rest of the NCA model. I mean, I think there's a lot of people who feel like the NCA is rudderless and it's been outdated for a long time. I think that the sooner we have people like that who are quoted in that story, I think are, are putting their names to it. I think it only gives it more, that much more momentum because those are people who have strong voices. And I think then all of a sudden everybody looks around and goes, let's find solutions instead of finding criticism. Because I think that's the part. And I'm not I'm not saying they're wrong to criticize it, but I think we're already past the criti criticism stage. I think we need to be at the solution stage. How do we work this out? How do we manage it? I know people don't love to say, oh, I don't want it to be like the NFL. The NFL, as you know, is wildly successful. There's parts of it that the college football can try to pattern itself and other things that it can keep that the way it feels like it needs to be to run differently. But I feel like that's the stuff that we, that they need to get going because the sooner they do it, probably the better off it's going to be for the, for the good of the sport. Well, with Notre Dame's athletic director saying that, I hope nobody on the South Bend campus is buying hamburgers for anybody because... Uh, one particular coach who advocated for this sort of thing publicly has uh, suddenly found the fury of the NCAA falling on his entire shoulders, Bruce. Didn't Jim say this? Didn't, didn't Jim say this? Didn't he say this? Well, hamburgers or cheeseburgers? Hamburgers or cheeseburgers. Oh, okay. So finally, uh, before I let you go, uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being me being completely ecstatic and 1 being me searching for a darkness retreat near Los Angeles, California, 5 p.m. Eastern time, 2 o'clock Pacific Saturday. What number am I, Bruce? What do you think? What's your prediction? I think you're a six. Okay. Very uh, few times will I say somebody tell me I'm a six that I don't take that as a complete insult, but I will accept it. Because that means I'm oh, on the proper side. In LA. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce, have a great time at the game, man. I look forward to seeing you next week and cool. picking your brain on everything. Thanks as always. Thank you. Okay, the, take care. The one and only Bruce Feldman, Fox Sports and the Athletic. Here on the Rich Eisen Show. Thinks I'm a six. So that means you win? It means I win. Mm -hmm. He won't predict. I mean, it's it's a it's kind of a toss up. You know, Michigan's without their coach. The quarterback without the coach spent one day handing it off and another day throwing <laughs> picks, throwing picks that he hasn't thrown, and he does look hobbled. I'll be straight up with you. You're 5-0 and without your coach. Since Harbaugh departed for the latest one game against the toughest competition Michigan has faced all year long, on defense. This guy handed it off 28 straight times. And then the next week, threw interceptions that he hasn't thrown all year long. And the run game concerns me. So these are the things that will have me staring up at the ceiling on occasion over the next couple of nights. You're an Ann Arbor 9, Rich. So Thank you. It's all good. Thank you. <laughs> 
What am I in El Segundo? Don't answer that question. Don't answer that question. How dare you? How dare you? 844-204-RICH, no all Phone calls, hour number three, a Thanksgiving version of What's More Likely. Jordan Palmer on Jake Browning. Can he be a Cincinnati savior? That's coming up. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Game Time Tickets. Everybody should download the Game Time Tickets app right now on their phone. You will thank me for it because if you're looking for tickets in your area, certainly with the holiday seasons coming around, maybe you want to surprise somebody with a with a uh, a concert ticket present or take them to a game, a comedy show, a theater event near you. Game Time is ready for you, and we can make it lighter on your wallet with our $20 first purchase off promo code and you can see the view from each one of your seat options you can also see all in prices what that means your total is given to you up front so you know you're getting a great deal before you check out other places you might check out and you go wait a minute what was this that's not the price i was given not with game time guesswork it's totally removed when you buy tickets with game time download the game time app Create an account. Use the code RICH. $20 off your first purchase. Restrictions apply. Visit GameTime.co for terms. Again, create an account. Redeem the code RICH. $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. Deion Sanders. God, I love him. <laughs> you know, he said he's going... He's That, that last loss that he, they suffered... Washington State said it's the lowest maybe in his entire life. He's ever been in his entire life. Son got knocked out of the game, took him out for just, you know. Yeah, they got. Precautionary purposes. Got he got, he's, his son's getting knocked around. Yeah. But uh, Dion still Dion. This is an outstanding exchange from his most recent press conference. Hit it. As you said, you didn't live up to your expectations. Yeah, yeah my expectations are out of the darn park. You got to understand, man. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. What's the what's those little four heads that's in California? What do they call those? The people faces in, engraved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Come on, man. I set up there. It's in where? South Dakota. I thought it was in L.A. all this time. <laughs> wow, my geography. That's the Hollywood thing. That's what I thought. I'm sorry. Thank you for educating me. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, man. Love it, Dion. Wow. Four heads. The four heads engraved. Hollywood sign. Hollywood sign. God, I love Dion. I love Dion. That would be jarring. I mean, it's, it's kind of funny because how many times has he probably heard conversations that he's on the Mount Rushmore of? Right. Two-way athletes. Right. Sure. College. Defensive backs. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he didn't know it was presidents in South Dakota. So what 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 is the Mount Rushmore of Los Angeles? Would you say? Now here's the thing: is, is it, it is Hollywood? It, is it just movies? Is it sports? I mean, I mean what are we doing here? I, I guess we just got to go sports, right? All right, so sports. See, I was. I, you, you want to go? You want to? You you choose it. Just, you choose it. You dial it up. I was just thinking up. all of L.A. So okay. I, I think Jack Nicholson's on there. Okay. Yep. I like that. You can even put him crossover for sports. Okay. So Jack's on it. Um, Magic. Got to put magic on there. Hold on yeah. a second. Yeah. What about Jerry Buss? What about Jerry? Mm. He brought magic to town. He created the Lakers, essentially, as we still know them. 
to this very day. Good one. I mean, you got to go. Good one. Yeah, Jack I mean, and Jerry. So then, let's do that. Okay. Um, and I'm I'm dead serious when I say this. I'm like, oh, I'm scared. I mean, but you got to talk about how does Jack represent all of Hollywood then? Steven Spielberg. Kind of, yeah, he kind of does. Any okay, crossover actor or director? Because he's a super famous. I'm throwing, fan. I'm throwing Vin out there. Okay, that's good. Oh, Vin like Scully. Now, like now, are we just doing sports or are we doing? Yeah, I don't know. Just, just, maybe, because, how do you? Los how do you, Angeles. So you have an actor, then you want to put a director on there, right? Yeah, it's like, oh, it's like. I don't know. I mean, if you want to talk, you could. Spielberg's pretty good. You could talk Spielberg, about, yeah, but mean, you, know, you could talk about power brokers in this town. But you know? that, nobody knows who those are. Like across. Oh, you know, the- you've never heard of Louis Waltz? No. <laughs> are you proving your own point? <laughs> no, he's the one. He's the one who who once told the band leader. Oh, you know, sure, sure. He's not getting that part. Well, are we gonna put the horse head on the Mount Rushmore? <laughs> he was a very powerful man in this town. Oh my god! I can't breathe. Cartoon. Also, also, how far back do you want to go? That's the whole point. Like, you know. Who, so we've got our, Jack and Jerry Buss. Who's our who's our female female? Who's, female. Our, who's our woman? I don't on, know. On Mount Rushmore for for Hollywood in this town. Penny Marshall. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I don't know. Sports fan. Like, you know, Kate Hepburn. I don't know. Bacall. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Right. That's right. what I'm saying. Mer- Meryl Streep. I don't. Know. Is she Los Angeles or just yeah. she's in the movies? I don't know. Isn't she more Connecticut? I think she's so overrated. Oprah. Um, Oprah Chicago. I know. This Los Angeles, man. I know. That's what I mean. Easy. It's Mar- probably Marilyn Monroe. It's probably. Oh, yeah. We got to put Marilyn Monroe. Monroe. We got to put a music okay. person. Right. Easy. Dr. Dre, Ice Cube. Come yeah. I mean, See, that's what I'm saying. You just can't. You can't do this. You got to. You got to. You can't do it. It's much easier to do the Mount Rushmore of South Dakota. You're right. I mean, it'd be. Right. Yeah, but. Adam Vinatieri. That's factual. Good. That's good. <laughs> Mary Hart. Is she from South Dakota? She, she might, I think so, isn't she? Isn't she from South Dakota? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Madison, she could be on Madison, both. South she could be both on the South Dakota and, the and Los Angeles yes. Mount Rushmore. Yes. She could be on both. I don't know. Wow. It's hard. Dion. It's in South Dakota. The four heads are presidents. <laughs> Rich. <laughs> Pretty good. And Tom, he knows that. He's Tom just, Brokaw, South Dakota. Yeah. He's he's just in his tunnel vision right now. That's a coach yeah. thing right there. That's his <laughs> the four heads. Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> oh my God. The four heads out in LA. Wait, what? He literally Hold it up, Prime. Hold it up. Oh. Okay. Uh more phone calls coming up in the next hour. What, what's more likely Thanksgiving version? Jordan Palmer is going to be talking about what's going on with Josh Allen in his mind. And Jake Browning, he's his throwing coach, coming up. I mean, the Mount Rushmore of Florida sports is even harder. Can you name the four presidents on Mount Rushmore? Mike Del Tufo? Washington, Jefferson, Adams. Nope. They're already wrong. It's Washington, Jefferson. Oh my God! I should. Washington. I've never been there. Oh, you're, not, you're not going in order. You've never been. I've never been. To, I've never been there. It's one of the few places. Theodore Roosevelt, okay. Abraham Lincoln. Roosevelt. That's right. Abraham Lincoln. I should have known that. I'm terrible. I'm a history minor too. I should. <laughs> it's really cool. I couldn't guess. Went there when I was 12. It was really awesome. No, I didn't pay attention in class, Rich. I was worried more about. It's also. It's also. 
It's beautiful. Really it's small. small. It's not That's as big says. as you think it is. What, the Mount small. Rushmore? Yes. yes. I would love to go there it's one day. Small. I want to go. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to go. I'm, I'm going to go to Mount Rushmore after the show. It's just uh, it's just oh, down right. to 101. You can see it. You can see, you can it. see it from my house. Literally see it from my house. I'm like Sarah Palin. <laughs> you can actually see it from your house. Fuck it's right. like Alaska. It's Sarah Palin's house. <laughs> I was just going to say. I guess. Mount Rushmore, Alaskans. <laughs> oh, my God. You can have that, Chris. You what about the Mount Rushmore of Sanders? I wasn't born there. I, I know, lived there I for a little bit. Mount Rushmore of Sanders' children. What order oh, is it? That's a good question. What order? <laughs> Left to right. Well, Shador's yeah. hurting, so he might be number one. No, no, no. Bucky's still killing it. Oh, boy. Mount Rushmore of Richard's kids. Oh. Brock Purdy. <laughs> Brock Purdy. Baker Mayfield. Yeah, yeah. Tom Brady. Josh Dobbs. He's Dobbs, my new one. Dobbs. He's my Dobbs new adopted son. Yeah. son. He's on Monday's show. <laughs> Josh Dobbs is my new adopted son. You're right. <laughs>